So, Gavin, don't don't even act like we're not going to tell everyone that you didn't know what Voltron was before right. we started. In my playing. defense, <laughs> or any of the questions. I have <laughs> in my defense, I have not seen Power Rangers. Right, that's what it's from. Voltron. That's no excuse. All right. <laughs> what do you mean it's no excuse? It's like in every me. It's everywhere, bro. There's literally no reason you should know what it is. All right, well, Gavin's reading this question beforehand, like he's studying for a quiz, and he goes, Voltron. The hell is Voltron? <laughs> he was like so, almost offended. He goes, What's an ancient one? And Rax never talked to him. Like, Gavin, that's the question. <laughs> I rest my point. AOA, that's a triple play. New episodes of Kenway. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Yeah. Clock in, you can catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with the boys, Isaiah. Oh, hi, yo. And Gavin. What is the Gucci shoes? That is the question. What are the Gucci shoes? I don't know. The Gucciest. No one knows. Shoes. I don't know. It's <laughs> no crazy. Knows. Anyway, today we're talking Tower of God. Thank you very much to everyone that's participated mm-hmm. and asked questions in our community Discord. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, if you're new here, after our live streams, which mm-hmm. we do every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on our AOA Reacts channel, the link is in the description down below, you'll have an hour to join our community Discord, or if you're already there, to hang out in it and ask questions in our TOG questions channel that we might just put up here to answer. Uh, once with the most upvotes will be selected, obviously, and seven is the magic number. So if yours comes within the top seven, we will answer it in the discussion that you are watching or listening to right now. Mm-hmm. But don't be discouraged if your question does not make it, because sometimes Isaiah and I will pick up some of the ones that didn't make the most upvotes per se, but maybe we're close or we're just interesting or we're from a name that normally isn't asking questions and wanted to participate for one. So don't be discouraged. Join the conversation. Ask the questions. We might just answer it. But that's what we're going to be doing today. Mm. Um, And without further ado, let's just get into it. Gavin, you want to take it away with the first question? (laughs) Yes, I will. Our first question is by Vladimir. What are your impressions of Evenkel and the new ancient that is revealed? Um, What are your predictions for Rack's interactions with it? Assemble pieces in Voltron style. Okay, so... Impressions of Evenkel and the new ancient. Um, Evenkel, insane, but in the best way possible. Um, total wild card. And, I mean, we've heard she's pretty powerful. So, obviously, the floor is named after her, and it looked like she was pretty tight with the administrator before she got fired. Um, so, obviously, she's not a pushover by any means of the term. So, I, I really don't know, because she obviously her and um, Han Sung got phased out, and they're about to do their little thingy thing. So I'm curious to what happens between the two of them, and really what they stumble onto and the trouble that they cause moving forward, because I would say they're both pretty powerful, and now they got an army after them, and they sent a ton of people. Like, let's not forget, Han Sung Yu, and just the army that came after this singular person kind of just, like, tells you they aren't, A, messing around, and B, they are kind of trying to expect the worst, although even Kel threw a wrench in it, in that, like, they're literally trying to take no prisoners and just ice these people on the fly. So it's kind of crazy when you get, like, that thought of, yeah, you have one little Han Sung drinking his cup of coffee and fleet of people just trying to <laughs> annihilate him. Yeah, and, you know, right. he's just like, all right, like, you know, I'm chill about it and just goes on his daily way. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Next part of the question I should answer is, what are your predictions for Rack's interactions with it being the Ancient One Elephant? Um, I honestly could not tell you, A, because... 
Um, I don't know if the elephant can talk. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even Kel, I, I don't know you if think that'll th- stop right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just a what extent is it sentient i guess like does it have to speak through even calc does it just have a mind of its own and can just freely speak is it like i i don't know i'm i'd imagine it's an entity that can't just be pulled out of um even cal more she wouldn't let that happen i'd imagine so like is it like hey bro what's going on like i'm yeah. your i'm your old home like, like i i really don't know what could happen like do, does it tell rat does he tell rack stories or it stories like <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grasping for straws. It's an elephant. Brandon Rack is a crocodile, and he can talk. I don't, I don't know. Do cro- Well, I think that's the question, right? I don't know. That was very comical. Thank you, we Gavin. Uh, also, Gavin, don't, don't even act like we're not going to tell everyone that you didn't know what Voltron was before right. we started. In my recording. defense, or any of the questions. I have ne- <laughs> In my defense, I have not seen Power Rangers. Right? That's what it's from. Voltron. That's no excuse. Voltron. All right. What do you mean it's no excuse? How it's like in every me. It's everywhere, bro. There's literally no reason you should know. Gavin's right, well, reading this question beforehand, like he's studying for a quiz, and he goes, "Voltron? The hell is Voltron?" <laughs> he was like sure. almost offended. He goes, What's an ancient one? And Rax never talked to him. Like Gavin, that's the question. <laughs> I rest my point. <laughs> no, but I mean, here's the question, right? In terms of backtracking here, um, what are your predictions for Rax's interaction with it? I think the question is: is if the ancient one is Ivan Kell? If it is the elephant? If the elephant? If, if it is live, if it's sentient, if it's it's spirit that's kind of, you know, going through Ivan Kell, like what the what the actual ancient one is, right? Like that's my question because it seems, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they refer to Ivan Kell having like ancient blood or being a part of that race. But like that's the thing. Are you an ancient one? You look humanoid and you could call upon these things or you might be one of them. Does that just mean you were native to the tower before mm-hmm. Jihad and gang rolled up and did whatever they were doing? You know, I think that's kind of the the thing here because I, from what it looked like, it looked like the elephant was like a spirit that was kind of summoned, yes. at least from what I saw, it was like a stand. So I think that Yvonne Kell is the one that's actually communicating mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's kind of being channeled through her i don't know so that it's a hard one to to answer but i mean that would be where my head is with it i think um if there was to be some sort of interaction i don't think it would be some like let's sit down by a campfire and talk i think it might be if there is any interaction um or you know this weird telepathical connection that they have it's it's probably something feral i would say like almost animalistic instinct that it's like maybe they know if you know that there's there's something up that they could sense that the blood they could smell it i don't know something like that um but that's just really kind of going off on a tangent i really have no clue at the end of the day and what are your impressions on yvonne kell and and well the ancient yeah um yvonne kell's kind of a bamf uh you know kind of the stereotypical like come in and just kind of chaotic neutral chaotic <laughs> good chaotic maybe something chaos <laughs> yeah just chaos incarnate <laughs> like something going on uh it was very timely that Ivan Kell came back obviously which you know we love to do um where it's like saved by the bell type thing so Ivan Kell comes in and is just like has no other reason really to fight from what I've seen except you're killing one of my subordinates so like if Han Sung was just on a different floor would it have been the same thing is it like you're ready to go to war with Jihad on a whim like that you know type thing that's what it kind of seems like in terms of this character but there might be more to it. I mean, this is, I think, what was she ranked? 60, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, so it's like beyond just 
power and scale, even if she's got a couple screws loose. Like, I'm assuming she kind of has a little bit of know-how on what's going on in the tower, how things work, what people are doing, maybe, or just literally a force of nature. Who knows? But I think that will be interesting going forward to see what the relationship is with Hansung. Uh, if they had something planned from the start, Yvonne Kell was going to come back, playing the long con. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think, so, first off, impressions, <laughs> they're both cool. They, I, I, I do kind of think that it is a little bit more of, like, a separate thing, where, mm. like, Yvonne Kell, the person, and then the ancient is the spirit. Okay. Um, but, I mean, you know, I guess it, could, it definitely could be that they're, like, you know, either more linked or that, like, maybe... Yvonne Kell used to be the spirit or the ancient used to be just the spirit and like through some crazy shit that happened in the tower is now become like a person. I don't know, but I kind of feel like they're, they're rocking like the persona stand type thing here. Um, kind of about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think she's cool. She's yeah. She's definitely like your, your classic, like hard ass, you know, kind of a couple screws loose, you know, not taking shit from anybody. Um, and I, th I think she's kind of got like a little bit of like a pride thing. Cause I mean, if she's been, if this floor is like her floor, you know what I mean? And it's been that way for so long. I think it, it, it stands why, like, if these dudes roll up with a fleet on the, her backyard and they're like, we're going to kill Han Sung. She's like, um, the fuck you are. This is my house. What do you mean? You're just coming down here like guns a blazing. Um, is it like, A, does she actually own that floor? I don't think so. I think the administrator, as we saw, is kind of the one who has the actual last say. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, I think it's it's funny to have a character like that. Um Rat and what do I think about what Rack's possible interactions with it? I think it would be cool. I think if anything, it could give Rack insight as to what this whole ancient lineage is, what it's about, what you know. If the you know the elephant spirit thing we saw plays like a, a one role in the whole ancient backstory, and Rack's species plays a different role, I think the main thing is getting just more backstory, like through their interactions, getting more backstory on that because maybe that the that ancient might identify Rack and be like, oh, you're you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z thing. And it's like, you know what I mean? So I don't really, th I think of anything, they're just, we're just going to find out more, more about one of them, whether it's Rack or the elephant spirit. I don't know. But uh, a symbol like that would, that would be cool. But I, I kind of feel like that was, at least from what I remember, like that was the thing with Rack's uh, species yeah. specifically. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they'll how they'll get down. <laughs> <laughs> Power Rangers. All I know is I want to stand or something like that. <laughs> I'll take an elephant. That guy was dope. Oh, man. Anyway, moving on to the next question here. We have by John at Dawn. Thank you very much for the question. John at Dawn says... How fucked is Rachel's head actually? <laughs> wow, coming out with a bang. We saw a lot of signs of depression and self-hatred today. Do you think she really wants to leave the tower... Or was that just something she said out of depression? Now that Bomb is finally about to let her go, why do you think Rachel is suddenly intent on making sure he continues to chase after her? Do you think Bomb will do what she wants and continue to chase her? Goddamn, it's like eight questions. <laughs> Does this have to do with the shining star sim, uh, symbiology? Symbology. Sim, symbology. symbology. Words. Symbiology. Um, <laughs> Symbi. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. <laughs> Bro, it's late. <laughs> Symbology. She mentioned, or does she intend to manipulate Bomb further because of his thorn? Additionally, <laughs> if Boro, you're lucky I like you. Uh, if Boro and Sachi had told Bomb about Prince and Ark Raptor before he left, 
How would his encounter with Rachel have gone differently? All right, I'm going to try and rapid fire yeah. this because it's like 12 questions one. Okay. How fucked is Rachel's head actually? It's very fucked um, for the reasons that I will give based off the rest of these questions. We saw a lot of signs of depression and self-hatred today. Do you think she really wants to leave the tower or was that just something she said out of depression? No, I don't think she really wants to leave the tower. I think she is one of these people that actually this leads perfectly into the next question. Now that bomb is finally about to let her go, why do you think Rachel is suddenly intent on making sure he continues to chase after her? I think it's like she doesn't even know what she wants. Um, and she wants she wants everything and has no clue what she wants all at the same time. And it's like she wants attention and she wants people to grieve for her and she wants people to hear her vent and she wants people to tell her how terrible she has it and show this pity on her but she also wants to show this this you know this strength element to it too when she's like oh i did this all by myself to coon um she's really just kind of down in the mental dumps as it were within her own mind her self-talk is terrible she thinks she thinks she is garbage so that's what she betrays that's what she portrays rather um the whole time within her character so she's like you know, bomb, like, I'll kill you, I'll do whatever, but then realizing that it's like, bomb is really the only person who remotely gave a shit. It's like, oh, no, 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 don't leave. Like, you know, you gotta do this, right? Like, I have to stay relevant in your life. And, and I think that's just what it is. It's trying to, it's this toxicity and this negative energy, unfortunately, that... Unfortunately, Rachel, I mean, Rachel is is a character that was written by a human who understands other humans. And basically what I'm getting at here is that this is not something that's not very uncommon. Uh, it's not something that's all uncommon to people just in general. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people you'll come across this in your lives where there are just people out there that want to make sure that they are you know, bringing the energy down to their level or placing limits or trying to play the holier than thou or feel sorry for me or I always have some chronic issue, I always have some problem. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know, pay attention to those things because sometimes, most of the time, I would, you know, say with a person of good character, those are genuine signs for help and you should be there for that person. But there is a point where some people, unfortunately, will take advantage of the, you know, the naive thinkers in that respect that are willing to go through hell and high water. And I think bomb fit into that category, at least up until this point. So Rachel's got a lot going on. Um, do you think bomb's going to continue to chase her? Yeah, I think he is now just because he wants to know the questions or the answers to his questions. But uh, does this have to do with the shining stars uh, symbology she mentioned, or does she intend to manipulate bomb further because of his thorn? Um, probably I would say that again, I think she does know some stuff. I don't think she's just lying straight up. Um, I, and I think she wanted to pull that card as a last ditch effort in the event that bomb just totally wants to do away with her like he does right here. Um, but I guess the question is, is it even worth it for someone like bomb? That's where I lie. Um, and additionally, if Boro and Sachi had told bomb about Prince and Ark Raptor before he left, how would his encounter with Rachel have gone differently? Uh, I actually don't know how much differently it would have gone, and that's no disrespect to Arcraptor and Prince. Um, not that it would imply it, but I think that Kuhn is definitely like top tier in terms of who Bomb really gives a damn about, and that's not to say that their deaths don't mean anything, because I think it would make it, you know, it would fuel that rage and that that need for revenge. I don't want to say revenge, but to push her away. But I think it would be pretty similar in the sense that Bomb would probably tell her just like, listen, piss off, don't come back, or I'm going to kill you, you know? But anyway, I hope I answered that question thoroughly enough. Anybody else have any points on this one? 
Um, yeah. So how fucked is Rachel in the head? Actually, very fucked up. Uh, saw signs of self depression and hatred. Do you think that she really wants to leave the tower, or she's just going through said? Uh, she's going through what she said out of depression. Uh, I do think it's out of some weird uh, version of depression. I mean, she clearly is somebody who like has been hated for so long that she almost enjoys and understands and feels more comfortable being hated than being loved. So I, I don't know if like, ha- I'll have to be honest, half the things she says are what she wants, but she just wants people to respond positively or negatively. And I honestly think it's a preferred negative to what she's saying she wants because like that feeling is so comfortable for her. She like, you know what I mean? She understands, which is ironic because that's entirely brought on by herself. You don't have yeah. to do that. Just for people to respond at all. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. say just to feel something, not feel irrelevant. Right. But yeah. I mean like the going so hard as to try and induce a negative res- yeah, uh, reaction yeah, yeah. is not something you have to do <laughs> no, or no. should strive to do. No, it's sad. Um, now that Bam is finally about to let her go, why do you think Rachel is suddenly uh, intent on making sure that she can, because it keeps her relevant. And one, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I think just like story beats, it keeps her relevant in the story, but it also keeps Rachel relevant in Bam's life. Again, if this is somebody who craves attention and wants to be that star, quote unquote, the worst thing, like Bam can hate her. Bam can, you know, want to kill her. Bam can do whatever. As long as he doesn't leave her alone, as long as he doesn't cut her out of his life, as long as he doesn't do away and move on with her, because then she's irrelevant. Then she has mm-hmm. like, then there is nobody in this tower that gives a genuine fuck about her. And to her, that is a worst fear than being hated, than being hunted down mm-hmm. to, to, you know, than being constantly mocked and ridiculed, all that stuff, which again <laughs> is just so ass backwards. But, um, do you, this, uh, what do you think? Uh, the do you think that Bam will do? What do you think Bam will do once he um, continues to chase her? Does this still have to do with the shining star uh, symbology that she mentioned, or does it? She intend to manipulate Bam further because of his thorn. I do think she's going to manipulate him because that's just how she has operated our, our entire knowing of her. Um, and I don't, you know, she this Rachel doesn't seem like a character that wants to change, or to be honest, is capable of it. Like I said, I think she's so so cemented in her hatred. Or, sorry, not in her hatred. I mean, like, in her hatred, but in being hated, again, like, uh, in receiving that negative response from people that, like, there's literally, like, negative five signs that, like, she wants to to reflect on that, change that kind of uh, reaction that she gets from people or anything like that. Um, and then if Boro and Sachi had told Bam about Prince and Arcraptor, would things have been different? <sighs> Probably not. <laughs> I... I God, do I wish they would have been different, but like, you know, again, like you're saying, no disrespect to uh, Prince and Argraptor, but like, fuck, dude, if if he found out that Kuhn was dead by Rachel and that didn't get him to want to kill Rachel, like nothing will. I don't, I genuinely don't think anything short of like, Rachel was actually the one that killed Arlene, like maybe, (laughs) and I don't even, and it's like, you know, that's just not Bam, he's gonna, you know, be like, give her a million chances and I kind of really just don't fucking get it. If I'm being a hundred percent honest with you and I'm kind of over this nigga just being like giving her way too many chances that I personally think she deserves, but that is me. Gavin. Oh, nuts. What do you uh, got? All right. Speed run. Uh, <laughs> for how fucked Rachel in the head. I, I don't even have to answer that. She's just an asshole. Uh, we saw sign depression, hatred. Do you think she really wants to leave the tower? Um, no, obviously for the explanation that's, they had said, I don't think she wants to leave the tower. Something said out of depression. She's messed up. Um, now that Bam is finally about to let her go, why do you think Rachel is suddenly intent on making sure he continues to chase after her? Um, uh, it's 
definitely just a mix. Uh, loneliness sucks, and, you know, she just, uh, other than Yura, she has nobody else, and Bam is the only person who actually genuinely gave her the time of day, especially when I would say she was at her most vulnerable back in the cave, and that is her only connection. She loses that. She's all alone, even though she thinks she's alone to begin with, so she can't cut that tie. Um, yeah, it's just very unfortunate. Do you think Bam will do what she wants and continue to chase her? Uh, yes, because Bam just needs to climb over that hurdle. I thought he finally got there, and he's starting to backtrack. And my boy just needs to, like, get fucked or something. Like, just find <laughs> someone else because you just need to move on from that. Like, like, like that coochie stank. All right, we'll, we'll continue. Uh, does this have to do with the shining star symbology? <laughs> You say that and then just keep reading with a straight face like you didn't just say the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Look, man, I need to give another explanation for what's going on because you guys already dumped it into the ground. Now, um, does this have to do with the shining star symbology she mentioned or does she have to manipulate Bam further because of the thorn? Obviously, she needs to manipulate him further. It's kind of ironic with the shining star symbology because honestly the way i mean we've already mentioned this before but she obviously knew now or had knowledge of bam before entering the cave so it seems so whoever gave her said knowledge had already told her predisposition that this person that you're going to this is you know his legacy or his journey he's this great person so obviously off the bat before meeting the kid she's going to be jealous of him and after meeting him and having an interaction and realizing how good of a person he actually is that just makes her even more jealous because she feels like she isn't that person she wants to be him in every way and be what he amounts to be she she feels like she physically can, obviously, by her own self-loathing, and she is taking it out on everybody around her and self-destructing, leading to where she is now, and it's completely her fault, and, the, the, like, you just need to get over yourself. Um, uh, but, but, but does this... So, yes, and then the second half, obviously, she's going to manipulate Bam. She does it to everybody. Uh, additionally, if Boro and Sachi had told Bam about Prince Narcraft before he left, uh, would this have changed, or would this encounter have gone differently? No, and I don't honestly... It doesn't matter any death you give him just for the mere fact that she has something that Bam, information that Bam A, wants so desperately, she is going to hold it over his head. No matter who dies, what dies, whatever, until Bam gets those answers and something else inevitably comes up that he wants to know information-wise from Rachel that is going to keep her alive until he gets everything that he feels that he needs, which he doesn't, it's going to continue going down this route, which I hate very much. I digress. Well said. What's that? What's that? Uh, All right. You want to scroll down, Gavin? <laughs> you're, you're literally like, I can't believe you said Let's that. Move you're on. still loathing on it. I can feel the pain in your face. No, you're good, bro. Rachel is like someone, yeah. It's like, Who brings that you, could do, you could do a whole character, personal personality breakdown of, it'd be unenjoyable, but <laughs> of someone like this, because it's like, the more I read the story, the more it's like, unfortunately, you see this example played out a lot just in, in, I mean, not to this extreme, obviously we're talking about the tower, but it's just like in general, there are just, there are just people out there like that where it's just like, they like the whole, it's like, she's like shank and bomb in the back. And then, and then it like, he'll turn around and be like, like, look at her and just be like, no, like I won't do it again. Well, I that's promise. the thing. You know? it's, and like, then, it's like, you think about like therapy, like if you were to sit her down and like, the thing yeah, is, it's like, she wants that attention and like, you know, she wants it. Every person needs some ounce of attention. Bam gives her attention. However, she can't get over the self-loathing and jealousy of who Bam is and how she wants to be him that she will never accept it, but she so much desires it. And that's why Yura is being held along the way it is because she's some support mechanism for her in the short term. However, if Yura was gone, then she literally would just 
culminate into this dark mass of just blah. Yeah. And just like accept Bam, who cares if you're jealous? Just be a homie and help him out and don't be a bitch. But you're not because you're a bitch. (laughs) There's people that like like that character, bro. That's what gets me, bro. I've seen niggas say the the phrase, I love Rachel. Why? (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you? Like what? How do I I just don't see any possible like see. People say it's human, and I get it. Like, emotions that she shows are you see in other people. I have never seen someone to this point in my entire existence. And I'm like, bro, if I did, honestly, I'd get my own kneecaps and crawl away. Like, I don't even think I'd touch them. Like, I could not but it's come, like, I could have poked like someone the human with a stick thing, near that. The like, human thing in this to me is to, like, try and want to grow just in spite of those flaws, right? I don't understand the, like, I love Rachel because she's like this. That doesn't make any sense to me because Rachel is everything that a human being should not strive to be. She's unchanging. She's narrow-minded. She's incredibly petty, incredibly, like, just into this self-loathing. Like, I don't understand how people are like, I love Rachel's character because Rachel's character is like the antithesis of what a character should be. <laughs> Nobody or no or, thing should want to be like or Rachel. anyone with character. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so these people were like, well, you just don't get it. She's human. And it's like, if that's what you think being human, being human is about recognizing those kinds of flaws or some of those flaws you might have in you. But like another character, I don't know, Wang Nan, wanting to grow and change those things and get better for the people around you. Again, even as you said this in her blog, like, Rachel's character is about like understanding her flaws, but instead of identifying that as a problem that she needs to fix and grow from, attacks everybody around her for it. Yeah. That's just literally the opposite of how you grow yeah. as a person. Yeah. And what throws it is I can see an argument for other characters who didn't have someone like Bam in that support system. For me, I can show them pity because they might not have had anybody from day one, their mother who died, etc. They've been by themselves for the rest of their lives. Whoever, but she is just like the perfect character who has someone who wants to help her, quite literally. And it's her actively denying that help and putting herself deeper down. Like, I can see if some people see the light and find someone, which is some of the enemies that we've encountered, have an interaction with Bam. I would say you uh, you can see the converse. I'm sorry to cut you off, but just while it's fresh in my head, I think a good example of that to me would be Beta. Uh, someone who didn't have anyone, and to be quite frank, I wanted to just smack when I saw him on camera because yeah. I was or on panel because I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But uh, yeah. but that would be an example just and to just ex- exactly. And it's like we've I at least me. I'm not speaking for all of you. I've come around to Beta in his character. Like you know, I can start to see like I'm I'm, I'm cool with him. Like I don't want to fucking wring his neck or, and just like yeah, you know yeah. ice him or Elaine. Like, uh, like Elaine was someone who from the gate was like you know, was put into this box and told that, like, this is the life she has to live. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. She didn't have anybody, like, a bomb being like, well, you should strive to be better, and you should, like, really, like, try to be different and, and like, you know, be able to identify, like, who you are. And, and, like, that was, like, part of her character when we met her, right, is that she felt she deserved this. There was nobody that, like, told her that, like, she as an individual is worth more than her family or, or you know, their desires or what the tower wants from her and all that stuff. But it's, like, yeah, it's, like, the thing is, like, she had that. She, yeah. she, bam. Uh, there's, there's, no there's nobody better. Yeah. There's literally nobody better to have in your corner. I would, in this whole fucking story, than fucking bam, bro. Because almost to a fault, this nigga loves people. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's what it is, is that Rachel doesn't see that as a, um, 
as a positive, you know, that he is there for her. She just gets more resentful and jealous at the fact that Bob. Well, yeah, you know what it is? I think that, and I don't want to speak for all Rachel fans out there because I don't think this would be the case with all of them. Some people might just literally like her for everything that she puts on the table. And while I don't, go for it. Um, I, whatever. But um, I think, if I had to guess, a lot of people that sympathize with Rachel Rachel apologists, as it were, the RDF, um, confuse the the she's human argument a lot. And I think that they're, they, a lot of people just look at the one side of it, where it's like she's human because of her beginnings, um, you know, the limitations that are placed on her mortal body. She's weak. She doesn't have a lot of things and she has to fight against whatever is being thrown at her. She has to become crafty. She has to do all that kind of stuff. And there's something, dare we say, relatable about that, right? The human condition and to struggle in a tower that has beings that are gods and you have bomb and whatever, right? And while I understand where that comes from, I think though the issue is, you know, what Isaiah, I will both of you highlighted quite, you know, literally and and frequently here is that Rachel, unfortunately, I think there's only a certain extent to, in my mind, where I could feel for someone like that. And I think at the end of the day, to kind of bring together what you guys were saying, it comes down to when given the decision to go to make an attempt to pull yourself out of that terrible and wretched life and to say, hey, Here's a hand. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. would you like to grab it? I'm not going to say it's going to be easy for you. You're, you're going to have to go through a lot of trials. You're going to still have to go through a lot of tribulations, and it's probably going to suck. You're going to have to face plant in the mud quite a bit. But, like, here's a start, you know? Do we want to – do we do you want to just grab my hand? You know, it's right here. And then I think the, the issue is, is, again, it's like people turn a blind eye to this part where it's like Rachel doesn't want to change. She just wants to blame every single thing exterior that is going on within her life. It's just another excuse to do this, do that. And unfortunately some people like that. And I think what I was highlighting before where you see where you're, you're bound to meet someone in your life. Uh, most people I would wager is go meet someone in their life that would have similar personality style. But I think the real redeeming quality and whether this person is worth trying to really genuinely help is if that person wants to try and actively help themselves, you know, or try and, and accept that helping hand. And that's where the the deciding line is, right? If the person doesn't want to, and it's like, if you're trying to do that, and they're like, no, it's everyone else's problem. It's never mine. The world's out to get me. No, I don't want your help because I'm terrible and I'm never going to do anything and like whatever. It's like, you know what? It's terrible to say, but it's like, you're probably better steering clear from that steering clear from that person because the best way to 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 not feed into that is to not give a reaction at all, negative or positive, from what yeah. we've highlighted, because then that's a reaction to it, and they feel that they're they're justified in what it is they they do and their behavior. You just gotta. Yeah. It's or hard find to find where they live. Find where they live and just give like bake them a tea or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought I was gonna go bad? No, <laughs> just, no. I want the nonviolent. Round. Just walk. Bake them a tea. No, bake, I them, didn't. bake them a tea. Yeah, I meant, said, to, I, mean, I meant to say tea. Bake brownies, them tea. But, but yeah, just walk. Walk, just walk away. You know, that's, that's the best way to do. Just drop yeah. it. But anyway, Rachel. Wow, that question, what she question sucks. was that too? It was like 12 and one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, if any one. question was to get that out of us, it would be the one that had 12 <laughs> <laughs> questions in one. Anyway, um, all right. So question three comes from uh, Alagus. Uh, thank you for the question. They say, 
making a deal with White that gives him back his former power, uh, parentheses, or close to it. This is the billion soul killer slash eater who destroyed Ronin and Daniel and everyone on the train and is responsible for Prince's death while Howard Yoon has sight. She is she's also often quite ruthless and lies to the team about it. Do you think it would create problems down the line going through with this? Uh, I'm assuming they're saying the the plan like would could it create problems going through with the plan to team up with White? No, I think it's her in general just um not like going through with her plans how she does without telling the team, not communicating, kind of just doing it behind the scenes. And do you think that will create problems down the line? Yeah. Um, more or less. Um, That's yeah. my interpretation of it. Yeah. Well, so I, for starters, I do think teaming up with the, uh, what is this great quote here? The billion soul killer slash eater um, is probably a bad idea because um, that doesn't sound like it ends well. It, White has never really shown us that he is kind or compassionate or understanding um, or is capable of any emotion other than greed. So I don't know if working on a team with someone like that ever ends well at all. So that can't be a good idea. Sure, thinking short term, it gets us out of the immediate problem of getting off the hell train without getting captured uh, by Jihad's forces. Um, but so I guess, but I guess that's the thing, right? That's the kicker here is like what... What uh, what problem is more severe? What problem can we absolutely not avoid without using this method? Because if it's like, okay, I have a way to get us out of the long-term plan of like dealing with white, but we need something to get out of this problem that we're in here and now. All right, fair enough. If you think you can stave off white after we're done getting out of here, all right, hit them up. Let's team up. Uh, but if you can't, you are kind of inviting and creating more problems than we would have had if we just tried to deal with Jihad's forces by themselves. Um, so again, I just, I don't think, you know, it, it's, it's a plan out of desperation. Sure. Um, and I get that part, but you know, I, again, like I said, it just, it <laughs> white specifically, um, it does not, he's not a team player at all, like literally in any way, shape or form. Um, and I, I do, but I do think to be honest, the worst part about this plan is the fact that Howard Reun like doesn't seem to trust anybody enough to cue them in on the plan because and again we this isn't the first time this has come up I get this whole thing where Howard Reun can see into the future or whatever so she's like oh I don't like need to explain myself to anybody I don't have time to cue you in on the plan like you don't get it I've seen the future it's like yeah but you're not doing this like by yourself and and, and at the very least if like the goal here is to get Bam through whatever trials and tribulations you're doing like tell somebody because it's like. Then it look. Then nobody like that's how you lose trust. <laughs> that's how people are like. All right, I get you say you can see the future and stuff, but you're kind of just running around here doing your own thing. And like when we ask you questions, you just lie to us about it, and you're not like being up. Like it, it just doesn't like that doesn't seem conducive to team work at all either. So it's like you know I, I just none of this really sits right with me personally because I just this is not the way to operate effectively. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um to to break down the question real quick, it's really the question is is making deal a deal with white good or not? Um, yeah, I think just to mirror some of the things that Isaiah said, because it's a pretty short question, but I think that there is there's an immediacy to the problem that they're about to face in the sense that this Callahan guy or however you pronounce his name, um, Caliban, I think. Cal yeah, Caliban. is this is a guy strong enough to give Jin Sung Ha a problem? Um, and this is the guy that just ate like the equivalent to a nuclear explosion in the panels prior. Uh, so, you know, I listen, I, I love my girl Yuri, but 
I don't know if by herself, if that's the deal, like how that fight goes, right? I think it's, it's, I don't know, especially with a whole fleet behind him. You never know. So I, I understand the reasoning behind it. It's kind of aiming, you know, just pointing the cannon, which is white and saying, okay, you want this here, are the conditions, this is what we have to go with. Um, I think the fact, and she did consult with, um, the sister whose name evades me at the moment, but the sister of Joaquin who has to merge with him. Um, and then she laid out whatever those stipulations were to Joaquin before he turned into white. So yeah, I mean, do we want to have to deal with white? No, obviously we were trying to avoid that the whole time, but I, you know, I understand this is a situation where it's like all or nothing and we kind of have to point our strongest weapons in that direction. So if we could have white on our side, like she even said, even with all this going down, if you take Kuhn, there's a slim chance you're making it obviously going to make it. He's a protagonist, but like, you know, that that's how serious this is here. So if they didn't have white and that was the case, like, you know, bomb's death is pretty close. So I think at the end of the day, we have this conversation a lot. This comes up quite frequently. Actually, whenever Hal Ryun makes like a pretty big decision, <laughs> it seems to be that. And like, to me, it's like at the end of the day, Hal Ryun is there for bomb and bomb alone. She could really give a iota of a shit less about anyone else. Um, so whatever decision she makes is going to be in service of, does this get bomb closer to, you know, wherever he needs to go or helps him live and survive this encounter? Yes. Okay. This is, this is what we go with. No. Okay. Maybe we reframe this, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, so, you know, those are my thoughts on it. It's a deal. It's a deal with the devil, but a deal that seems to have to be taken. And even though it was taken, there were at least some <laughs> small parameters to the, for, to the deal. If that's any constellation, but my thoughts. Okay. I'm actually different um, in this, which is weird, but I'm oh. also ruthless. So we're going to go <laughs> interesting on this, um, but making the deal with white, I actually liked it um, oddly enough. And here are my reasonings for me, actually the parameters that they set. Um, I don't even take them as a modicum of truth or not truth, but um. Obviously, since it's stated, it's going to play a role in some way, shape, or form. But prior knowledge that we know of white, when they merge, all their whole minds get messed up, and there isn't really... You don't know who's going to have full control or partial control or any control, and that's what was stated in terms of we're making these parameters, but ultimately when we fuse, we're going to hope that um, his sister kind of like one-ups him on the mindset and like really follows through with these plans, because if not, we're going to have trouble. So... Since they stated that, you kind of, I, I would imagine it's going to play a role in terms of he is going to not want to kill them all. Um, still be, you know, white, but either way. Um, me being the ruthless person, and if I was in Rayun's shoes in terms of this plan, um, I would have still made the deal with white. And uh, quite a little bit what they're doing is um, after making the deal, aiming the cannon, as you said, throw him out there and not close the door, but just literally have him solo fight until he dies you like you kind of you kind of get the best of both worlds if you want to get if you want to ice white and you don't want to be around him you're making him the most dangerous possible there's no way i mean they said he at his power now he's on par with the regular more or less so you throw him out there he does all the damage that he physically can do he gets killed well there you go you got everything you needed out of him at that moment and i mean he already got taken care of everybody else so now you don't have to worry about little white running around uh creating genocide like normal so <laughs> in my eyes i was like yeah throw him to the wolves and let him die i mean what i got you white but like you're a bit of a danger to society and like just a smidge so um it's probably better if you just kind of like rip um so that would be my if i was reune i'd been like yeah create throw by die um and call it a day <laughs> um 
So yeah, that's that's why I like the plan. Although I wish it went down that way because that would be so badass. Um, so do I think it would create problems with Howard Yoon? I do agree with everything that Dean stated, and that's exactly why I dislike Howard Yoon because of just her soul, not dependency, but just everything that she does is for Bam and for nobody else. For me, I want it to be a team. See it as a team. I just. I don't like her being an individual, just messing stuff up and potentially putting at people at danger, like at least give them a warning of some sort. Like I get if it's, oh, you don't want to tell them in case they disagree and it's going to be blah, blah, blah. And I know more because I know the future. I get that whole, like, I get that mindset, especially if you just worry about bam and everybody else can go die. Okay. Well then I'm just not going to really like you. Like you're a person, you'll help us get through it and they're not going to kill off all the main characters. Okay. But like, you just like get knocked down a couple pegs. Like, can you just be a, better teammate even though you're not a teammate <laughs> and you say you're not a teammate i get it just be a decent person at least say i feel like gavin's someone, like so. like her boss and he's bringing her into like a, an employee evaluation he's like how are you it's not that you're not bringing in numbers like because you are it's just <laughs> like literally nobody but bam here likes you um we just need you to be more of a team player that's it you know what i mean this is a company at the, think of us like a family okay we here we all care about each other we just i want you on the team i want you as a yeah. team player here and like also like care about maybe one other little human being other than Bam. Just one. And, Just. And, and, and her answer is, no, I only care about Bam because I need to get Bam to where he needs to be. And my exact answer to that is, well, do you see all the people around him that make Bam happy for being Bam? And that's Bam. You want Bam to be Bam? Well, then take care of his teammates and don't let them all get iced. Please, like, just give them some insight, and I promise you'll make it there. They've made it this far together. You think they can't keep on making, like, like, just well, throw them a bone. That's the interesting <laughs> thing with Harun's character, I think, for me, is a lot of her arc is whether she prioritizes Bomb's happiness at the end of the day or Bomb's mission. Oh. Yeah, and I think there's obviously, well, I don't know, I think there's some play to that from some, you know, from prior read-throughs that we've gone through where she's let Bomb kind of go out on things that maybe weren't, necessarily the best decisions and says okay bomb like do what you want and then there's some times where she hides stuff so i think there's just like this play there's a seesaw back and forth of like what she prioritizes and one thing sometimes takes over the other thing etc so i think that's an interesting that's interesting arc for her character and i think at the end of the day it's like going to come down to the you know ultimate thing like what does she decide to do in those terms when it comes to bomb like does she you know, split down the middle if that's possible. Does she go one way? Does she go the other way? So I do find that to be, uh, you know, slightly interesting. There, yeah, to be fair, they could have, they way back, they were going to um, kill all their teammates and just give them with a whole set of new ones, you know? And then, uh, you know, her and Hans or uh, Jin Sung were just like, I, you know what I mean? Like, go ahead, like, do your thing, even though it wasn't, you know, it might not have been, a, been the most optimal way of going etc but then they prove themselves the whole the whole the whole nine but yeah cool i chick. think that'll be interesting <laughs> cool chick cool chick yeah. how cool of her to do that I, like uh, her. <laughs> I was just upset she didn't get a bikini shot with Dorsey in that pool <laughs> who knows of, maybe if she works with the team they're like yo how are we in? we bought you this bikini <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's not it's not the stars i don't think so <laughs> not i'm not stars. getting my hopes up <laughs> yeah. i'm not holding my breath i would just either. put it that way um right. anyway though good question let's move on to the next one gavin Alrighty, next question number four by Irene Sharda. Considering what the administrator sneakily does to help Hansung and Evankel, do you think some of the admins might be tired of Jihad's reign and want to help Bam? Um, yes. So why why don't I give a... I, I'll, I'll go in on this a little bit. Um, so, well, 
I'm assuming this is the assumption that the administrator is sneakily, sneakily helping Han Sunning in Evenkel, whether he has other, you know, obligations or whatever on the side. I don't think so. I do think that he's helping them. Why is quite literally they are the administrators of their floor. They they were here before Jihad and crew even came up there. So there was an ecosystem and there was a, a universe that existed prior to Jihad. And I'd imagine over time seeing a dictator and tyrant ruling over said world and seeing, you know, just the development of these people. And although administrators probably don't give a monicum of a fuck to these, like, like they really don't care. They're gods. Like at the end of the day, they're just looking down on them or even if they want to, they're napping half the time. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, I feel like there has to be a point where it's like, this is as much their home as anything. Like they're the administrators of their floor. And I, I couldn't imagine if I was in their position over literal thousands of years, just seeing the same crap over and over and over. Like it literally, like it, it would annoy me. So at, at the same time, I'm like, you, you want there to be some thriving on their floor. I'd imagine if they even care about their floor, which we don't know because we've never had that conversation with an administrator. But like, if I was an administrator, I'd be like, yeah, I want people to get funneled through. Like why have a dictator? Not to mention he caps the floors that could be climbed to begin with, whether they want to be climbed from the other administrators who are above there, even if there is, we don't know. I don't know, but I'd imagine like they, they just don't want to be like, bottlenecked by just jihad like there had there has to be some give at some point well i think you hit the nail on the head midway through that um at least i think so in saying that this is their home yeah yeah at the end of the day right and i think that although they probably do look down on everything that's going on almost as if like they're ants at the end of the day jihad or whatever's going on is is messing up the natural order of what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. We even know that Jihad went out and executed a lot of the ancients, the people that normally, or the people that uh, inhabited this tower beforehand, right? Like the whole ecosystem, this whole thing is getting thrown out of whack. It's getting thrown off balance. And, you know, the gods in that, in that right, the administrators, I... I'm curious to know if each of them has like very different personalities in that regard. I would assume they do mm -hmm. do it. No, um, now that we saw the first one, like talk like that. And like, you know, you woke me up from my nap. Like, it's kind of funny to think of what their personalities might be. Mm -hmm. The one that Yvonne Kell killed was just like, you know, <laughs> just doing his own thing. But I'm like, I'm sure each of them has a different way of looking yeah. at it. And, uh, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's like, it's just, you know, if it's like their planet, it's their place. If it's getting polluted with whatever's going on mm -hmm. and, and things are getting destroyed, the, the Ziganas are going extinct. There's things like that. It's like, eventually they're just like, maybe some of them, maybe this one in particular is like, at the end of the day, like I'm going to do administrator stuff and like, it's going to play out how it plays <laughs> out. But like, don't break my fucking rules. You know what I mean? First of all, it's like, I will be respected. I am the admin of the server, you know? And it's like, you guys are fucking this tower up eight ways from Sunday. So like, can we all fucking relax? Like, and have fun playing chess or doing your tests in order to climb up the tower and like live in luxury. Cause like, that's what you get when you come here. So like everyone take a chill pill and stop killing each other for two minutes, you know? Or they don't care. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I just love the idea of the administrators doing administrator things. It's just like <laughs> them going into this little room. They're like, all right, now everybody chill. And they go into this little room and they're like. They just got like shot. nine <laughs> miles of paperwork or something to do, like some menial task. And it's like, life. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I agree with, you know, for the most part for of what you guys said, where it's like at the end of the day, you know, this is there. So few beings that are in any position of power 
like the administ- like at a level of the administrators are going to be welcoming to like some other dude just rolling up and being like, this is my shit now. It's like, <laughs> okay, no, it's not. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, what? This is my house. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So it's like, you know, I, I would wager that not every administrator thinks like this. I, I could see some administrators, uh, like the one that Henry spanks, um, <laughs> that maybe do side a little more with Jihad and that are like, you know, oh, well, he keeps ordering the tower, blah, blah, this and that. But on the flip side of that, I do think there are administrators who, are, who would be willing to side with Bam because they're like, oh, yeah, you're telling me he's going to get him out? Cool. Yeah, I'll let him. What, whoever he needs. He needs Hansung? He gets zapped up. You need, like, you know what I mean? Like, doing whatever they can to facilitate that and, and, and get that conflict to, to end. Because, like you said, they're not, I, I, like, they are these, you know, they're these godly uh, figures and, and presence, and they, they run these, these floors and stuff. But they're not, like, trying to, like, incite these, you know, these wars and these fights and all this, but like, they're not trying to do all the shit. So the fact that Jihad is making nine kinds of different messes a day out of like this place that was, you know, that is their home. I think the, all the administrators who do feel like that, maybe, you know, grouped together by some leader, <laughs> on, um, you know, have come up with a plan or a way to facilitate certain, you know, to make it so that certain people get to where they need to be to help bomb overthrow Jihad. Cause to put it shortly, they're like, yo, his lease is up. Like we're done with this man. He's, he's got to go. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Well said. Whose turn is it? Yours. Yours. All right, let's <laughs> do it. Question five comes by Riru. Thank you for the question. Riru asked this week, we have the grand honor of meeting pinnacle. Do you think there's an actual race of paracules out there somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think this was proof of it. The fact that there are just different species and subspecies and all these different races inside the tower. We got crocodiles. We got giant whale things. We got chicks with military hats. We got the Ha family that could just like kick a world. That's a species. Chicks with military hats. Yeah, chicks with military hats. That's a species. Um, (laughs) You know, the Ha's could like make nukes with their fists. Like, you know, there's all different types of people out there, you know, and then the paracules or whatever. They're not the paracules. That's just his name. But like, it's funny to refer to them as that. Um, that race, the pickles, whatever they are. Like, I'm not going to call them paracules. That's disrespectful. The pickles. Well, actually, that that was literally going to be my answer because there already is a diverse amount. You got the dills. You got the sweet and sour. You got the, you got you got a, you already got a whole bunch of different types. And paracules was just left outside of the jar for a little bit too long. And he just dried up a little bit. So there Damn. you go. He said he's no, a for default. real. Hit the nail on the head. But, yeah, I think there's a whole race of them, man. And some of them are strong. Some of them are weak. Some of them have the probably some natural abilities and inherent talents, and they might lack in some areas and excel in others, just like just all like all these races in the tower, right? Rack is some huge dude that could throw a spear really well and make rock shields. You know what I mean? Like, pickles yeah. can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, maybe they can do something else. Like, you know, con you out of your money or like something <laughs> like that, like Paracule would do something like sketchy like that. You know, they might be like con men or something. I don't know. They each got their own thing, you know, but what uh, a yeah. blessing. Yeah. I, listen, not everyone's got it made. Um, you know, That's you're not, true. and not everyone's a coon out there. Yeah. Some people are At just, at least they're not Rachel's though. No, like that they, is they true. Take solace in that. Exactly. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a race of them. Yeah. Uh, they definitely <laughs> all have a height complex because whoever's pickles bigger is obviously going to be like a stipulated. Well, well that's that's yeah. not a height. That's a different complex. Uh, white the white has a height complex. Yes, white yeah, has a height the, complex. The, confirmed. The, the pee thing that's a different complex. No, 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 no. I'm saying they are pickles. So whichever one's taller, that's the complex. You, it, it's an it's an inside joke. You're okay, but the other thing I wonder is for a nickel, can I tickle? Where have I been? You didn't even hear that. 
give her a pickle. Well, can I get a tickle? No, a can nickel? I tickle can I them the tickle for the nickel? Wait, can I tickle them for a nickel? Tickle my nickel to the pickle. With my dick. <laughs> oh, now we want to talk about dicks. Uh, now we want to talk about penis. That was the reference. Their, their here we go. Everything's right. for dumb, bro. <laughs> Try to throw it inside. Everything's for fools, chapter 800. <laughs> Unreal. First of all, white has a high complex, all right? Let's yeah, not remember this is the moral. I'm not of the talking question. about white. No, I don't care. This is the moral. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? This is really what this question comes down to that white has a height complex, okay? And it's canon. And SIU tweeted it but then immediately deleted it because there was a whole uproar 100%. civil war started it was crazy yeah so that's yeah. really the moral of the story has a, or has a height complex and pericule and his species have a pickle complex yeah. mm-hmm. and by pickle i do mean penis <laughs> i can't stress that enough they are very anxious and concerned about the sizes of their penises i mean maybe that's the revolution you might have got a pill or something you might and i know what you're saying isaiah what if they have women in there like they can't all have penis complexes. <laughs> First off, surgery has come a long way, my friend. Have you Let ever Googled? You. Is all I'm saying. Wow, this video just got demonetized <laughs> <laughs> quicker than hotcakes and Denny's. <laughs> no, no, we're like, we're like, we're like, you know, 20, 30 minutes in, right? <laughs> Thank God I edit these. So I gotta say. <laughs> got a lot of bleeps on this video. <laughs> oh man! Are you gonna beep, beep? Beep, 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 like fucking heart rate monitor, bro, going off. Beep, All right. beep. All right, Isaiah, why don't you hit us with the next question here? I'd love to. Um, so the next question comes to us from Yorno Yama. Thank you for the question. They say, what do you think Machini's plan is? Is she secretly going against Jihad? And if so, why? Why did she tell Jin Sung what's about to go down on the station? Uh, that, so that's an interesting uh, you know, way to phrase the question because I do think that. I do think that her whole thing here was not just to ruffle Jin Sung's feathers and be like, ah, hey, what's up, buddy? You know, because, like, that just seems, like, pointless, quite literally pointless. Um, rather, we do know that from meeting her younger self on the hidden floor, that she's not this, like, oh, it's always been my dream to be a princess because I just want to make Jihad happy and serve him. And she's like, no, I kind of want to fight and fuck him up a little bit. But, like, because of her circumstances, I would say, i.e. being born into the Kuhn family and, and showing whatever specific... Uh, talents and or traits that she excels at has become a princess and because of that circumstance now literally cannot interfere with jihad and probably by extension his empire the whole princess system and all that stuff so I actually have a feeling that she's been like low-key looking for some you know some roundabout solution or some way to circumvent this whole system that jihad has put in place Uh, and I think it started with the 13th 13 month series weapons um, I think that she believed that if she could get either certain ones or enough of a couple that like she could use that power to sort of, you know, um, you know, to, to sort of, uh, you know, get around the whole jihad putting princess in trans stuff. Um, but also like, yeah, in a weird way, this is her way. Like if she can't like roll up to jihad's door, so to speak, and just be like, yo, jihad, let's square up. What's going on? Um, her, the next best thing I would think is to undermine his empire in any way, shape or form. And, you know, uh, in in this specific instance, especially since we're basically about to go to war, like, in my mind, no feat is too small. Any way that you can, like, you know, cut Jihad's empires at the, at the, uh, you know, at the knees, so to speak, is, you know, is something. You know what I mean? Everything adds up. You know, pennies make a dollar type thing. So, um, yeah, I do think she has an ulterior motive, and I do believe that that ulterior motive specifically is, uh, like, has to do with getting under Jihad. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Agreed. Yeah, I, I really just mirror everything you said. I think she's undermining Jihad's empire because she can't one-on-one fight him. And that's that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I pretty much follow that. I I am curious to the extent that she's, like, going against Jihad. Like, I wonder if it's more of, like, a curiosity. Like, like, I have my not, own thing going on. Like, like I'm, I'm more of, like, oh, I'm curious. You know, it's not like she's defecting and is, like, kill Jihad. It's more like... You know, there might be something on to this because obviously, like, she has ties with Yuri, although we know they have a rocky relationship. I'd imagine she has some insight that Yuri, you know, is in cahoots with Bam or, you know, has taken an interest or a liking to him. So, like, I'd imagine, like, there's just curiosity behind that where it's like, well, why does Yuri have an interest in him? Why are all these things happening? Like, it's obvious that she has been keeping a sight on what's happening in terms of their movements. So, like, just that alone, I'd feel like she's just curious and is like, what's this about? And isn't necessarily, like I said, kill Jihad. It's more like, let's just throw him a bone and see what, like, see what happens. Like, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like if I was in her shoes, I wouldn't be like, I want Jihad dead. Because what happens if they don't make it past and they all die? Well, then she's dead. You know, it's almost like it's like a catch-22 with her where she gets out safe if she just kind of like, you know, puts on a show, lets him get away and doesn't actually like state what she's doing. But obviously she um, has second thoughts about Jihad. But I think um, I think that's what it is with her because from the hidden floor, and granted this is different because we're talking about two different versions of these characters now, but like with Edon and, and Miss Chenny and even, Jihad, uh, you know, young Data Jihad, mm-hmm. we saw that like – all it took was, like, a little bit of prodding to get out, like, who the, they are really as characters. Mm-hmm. Like, what it is they really want, you know, what it is they, they really believe in, and what are the things they're really willing to fight for. Yeah. And granted, that's a different mission, again, when we're talking about the outside versions of the characters, because they've had so much more time, in a, in a sense, to be corrupted and to be sort of <laughs> beaten down by the system. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that those versions of them are gone 100% or well, that they've been flipped. I'm not disagreeing with you. In fact, that is quite literally her case. However, the question is, is she, she, if she, is she, she, is she secretly going against Jihad? And the thing is, Speaking that, Yiddish. <laughs> that is going to happen, yes, but she's not at that point. Like, her mindset hasn't been flipped yet. So How do you know? What? <laughs> You're wild. And, and, well, she hasn't seen anything, I would imagine, that would cause that change in mindset that would reach those deep roots with, inside of her. And that's what that's why I'm saying eventually she's going to get to that point. Yes, we've seen it with Endorsey. We've seen it with Yuri. Like, that curiosity is there, quite prevalent from the scenes that we've shown. However, that doesn't mean that at this point she's going 100%. She's not, she's not putting all of her eggs in one basket. It's still there. The thoughts are th- still there. That's why she's throwing them a bone. But it's not like she's saying... I'm going against Jihad and killing him. You know, it's it's trying to be analytical with the situation and playing the cards and seeing where they land. And if they land in a favor that deep down inside is who she really wants to be and is able to thrive, well, then, yes, when that time comes, she's going to come out and be like, yes, like, this is what I want. This is what I need. But if that fails and bam, it's not going to happen, but say they were all iced and died and that dream can never come to fruition, she is going to be where she is at currently now. And it's like, for her, I feel like it's a risk saying, yeah, F Jihad, I'm siding with them, and they lose because then she dies. So it's like, for her, the tables haven't turned enough to where it's like she can realistically change sides or that inside part of her that hasn't been awoken is yet to be awakened. It, need, it needs something to happen in event that causes her to then, you know, 
feel like she can flourish and come out. Like everybody needs that. It's not one day you're like, man, I, I just woke up right. Like I'm good. I'm following my dreams. Like some people, a lot of people need that spark under their ass from someone. And I do believe it's going to happen. It's just not yet. So right now she's just kind of playing it a little. She, she's throwing my bone and it's there and she can change. But I'll I, I do. That's fair. And, and that makes sense. But I do just to play devil's advocate. I do think there is something to be said for Miss Chenny being somebody who when who I think it's more of a thing of she's looking for the time to like strike or looking for the time to definitively switch sides or pick a, like pick the moment to strike whether she fails or not, the risk is always going to be there, but I kind of feel like Machenny is somebody who again, and I'm just really basing this off of her attitude when she was fighting Jihad because she has moments where she's like, yeah, I'm kind of terrified right now, but I'm also kind of incredibly excited by this Mm -hmm. who despite the risk would hate herself ultimately more for like never taking that shot because like it's not the safest time to do it or it's not, you know, it's not the the most opportune time. Like, of course, she's going to look for the most opportune time. And of course, she's, you know, just being analytical about it, going to try and, you know, get as many of her cards in play as possible for when the time comes. But like, let's say something goes wrong or somebody gets iced or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I think there is something to be said for she is a, she's got a little, you know, she has enough pride in that she's like, fuck it. If I don't take the shot now, like. I'm not going to be able to live with myself type beat. Yeah, um, I can see that eventually. Just not right now. I just know that Jihad would bitch slap the shit out of Miss Jenny. And so if she doesn't want to deal with that right now, she's going to have to do some cockamamie bullshit. Right, you're on drugs, my guy. To go, to, to go under it. Yeah, why do you sound like you're on fucking... <laughs> he, gave me the, like, he gave me like those starry eyes like, oh, I'm shot, bro. <laughs> like, you guys ever seen a fish dog? <laughs> yeah, dude, every seen Boss Fish? Okay. It's an anime. They Damn, I still haven't watched that, bro. <laughs> Gavin. Never mind. I'll save it. That's right. All right. Anyway, last question. Gavin. Oh, motherfucker. Take this it is away. a long one. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry in advance. I'm kind of losing it. All right. We got introduced to a sneak peek of Corpse Commander slash, slash, slash Squadron Commander, inconsistent translation, Calavan in this bunch of chapters, or at least we got a sneak peek. Okay, yeah, we did. I think so. Uh, we <laughs> we know that the other characters work for him, okay? Um, that Jin, ha, Jin Sung Ha thinks it might be difficult. Yes, he did. Um, even for him and even for him and that Yu Han Sung called him the human collector. Can you speculate a bit on him? Okay. Um, like... <laughs> Stop laughing, you motherfucker. Uh, like sneaking in a bunch... Wait, like sneaking in a bunch of more precise questions, but those are just part of the one above. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Sorry, I got. We're gonna break this Dude, down. I'm we're gonna a, break it down. I'm having a strong. We're gonna break it down one at a time here. All sorry, right. it's, it's not space. So, can you speculate about him? Space, like sneaking in a bunch more precise questions, but those are just part of the ones above. What do you think might be his? What do you think his personality is? How strong do you think he is in order to rise to the head of the army? And what might motivate him? Like, these are just examples on your speculation. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was kind of just like, so what really is just the question to speculate about him. Like, what are his motivations? If yeah. any, what do you, you what know, do you, think? you could use those as an, an example. Okay. Um, and he said I was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. It's uh, reading is reading is hard <laughs> and hard is reading. Um, well, he plays the piano. He plays the piano. Um, and we know. T- I do know motherfucker. I will. I'll wait. 
All right, go ahead. I'll go ahead when go I want now. to, <laughs> and I will go now. All right, so mm. we know we like to play the. All right, I'm. <laughs> all right. What's up? Welcome to the Gavin Show. It's your boy Gavin here with fucking no one. Here's my audience. Let me let me get a clap. Oh, that's not a clap. That's not. There we go. We'll get a clap from the audience. Yeah, yeah. You can say whatever you want. Um, so speculations on him. I have no clue. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. No, hold on. All right, hold on. No, I'll go. So personality wise, obviously we know he plays the piano. He is somewhat stouted to be someone of a higher, knowledgeable in many senses. So he's not going to be a pushover. Um, it it seemed, I mean, we read, I believe is in the blog post, he's going to have a very militaristic style in terms of um, running his show, which would explain why he would be called the human collector and have a literal army of just like 800 people because uh, he's going to run it like a military and probably have these precise attacks and motions and, you know, flanking, whatever. Like, he it isn't going to be easy to beat him by any means. Um, how strong do you think you need to rise in, um, wait, how strong do you need to be to rise that high in the army? I mean, pff, all I'm saying is usually the guys at, at, on the top are at the top for some reason, whether it's their decisiveness, whether it's for their charisma, whether it's for their pure intelligence, just their battle savviness. I'd imagine he has a mix of all three. I mean, maybe not charisma as much. I don't know about that, but he's definitely not a pushover one-on-one. I'd imagine he can hold his own in the fight. Um, what would motivate someone to join the army and work through the ranks with everything that I just said? I feel like it all comes down to the leader in some set way or stone that can get diluted. I feel if you have a very big army, cause it's like, yes, you can stand out and, you know, have a big speech to all your people and, you know, try to be um, inspiring and, you know, like give them a reason to follow you in a sense, which can happen. But I feel like it might come more with the treatment of his, um, like to the people under him that he allows power to. So say he's the leader, obviously he's going to dissolve the power, not entirely, but to people who are like, like maybe little commanders of their little sects of the army. And, you know, they're going to be renowned people. Like a lot of it, I feel like in the army is you join because you want to make a name for yourself. And there are going to be people who made a name for themselves under this person who already has a great uh, notoriety in the tower. So it's like, you know, if somebody wants to be in that atmosphere and they want to be, you know, right underneath him, if he's praised so much, like they're just going to want to be a part of his army. Like, you know, that's kind of just like an army thing. Um, So, yeah, I feel like that's a lot of, just like he was a strong individual who had other strong individuals who looked up to him. And then from that, he was just able to gather more people and then eventually an amalgamation of who he is now. And I'm sure he wasn't the greatest person along in that process in terms of getting said people. Um, but that is really all the speculation I believe I can give on him. Uh, yeah, we'll see how ruthless he is. I want so many Bohemian Rhapsody references when we go through this. And I want to see him shred the piano at least at some point. Um, and if that's relevant Galileo. at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think uh, SIU references it in his blog posts, says something along the lines of like, you know, a lot of times people when he was growing up, like people that play the piano was equated with some sort of intelligence mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think it's just this kind of, 
you know, eccentric style that he has, but he's like, he's like reserved. He's classical. He seems to be very, he's probably going to be very disciplined in that mode. Um, enjoys the fine things, but you know, like has this like regimented air about him. The guy probably knows how to play the piano and speak 10 languages and, you know, and conduct military operations. Like that's just this dude. He's probably gone hard in the paint to get to where he is. Um, I think why he would want to join the military uh, I mean, there are plenty of reasons for each person and what they do. Uh, maybe he felt the call to lead. Maybe it was because he was inspired by jihad. Maybe he is doing it for the glory, right, for maybe more selfish things. There could be a plethora of different reasons as to why he's taking the course that he has. But if there's anything that's been kind of put up to speculate about here, it's that he is very serious about his job. Um, and everyone knows it. So... It's going to be really cool, and I'm curious to see if this actually plays a role. Because one of my fears with um, some of these fights coming up, or at least not really a fear, but like one of the things with this particular character and thing is is that his military strategy is touted to be that of you know one of the best, and it would be cool to see him do actual military strategy. Yeah. But one of the things that kind of you know, is scary to me is the fact that it's like the characters now, at least the ones that are fighting, are <laughs> so just so player, yeah. damn powerful. Yeah, yeah. Like how you box bang into a corner. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or Yuri or yeah, White yeah. and Yuri at the same time. It's yeah, like, yeah. how do you actually perform like these military maneuvers and actually make them make sense <laughs> when you're fighting like a one man army? You know it's what like, I mean? Right, we'll it's flank like, them with the front forces. They killed them all. What do you <laughs> yeah. mean they killed them all? All of them. They just punched them once and they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit. So, like, I'm curious <laughs> to see because sometimes in the show, or this show, this uh, the story, the sometimes it happens all the time. The scaling in terms of like, you're here, right? You're a C rank regular. Yuri's like yeah, off yeah, the yeah. screen, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and it's just like so ridiculous. Where it's like we saw, you know, with Mess Cheney and and Jin Sung, she annihilated her entire fleet on accident. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. her nuclear power thing, which did nothing to him, you know, like. That's the thing. I don't know how much his military strategy is going to come out to shine and whether it's going to be just him in general coming out to play or like if he has some weird underhanded tricks up his sleeves. Like I'm curious if it's him individually that's very powerful and he's going to come out and fight or it's like he's just got a way with being able to organize people on such a level that it's like even if they are at odds to lose, he has a way of manipulating them in a way to to turn the tables. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that last thing you said is kind of where I stand with this character. I hope it's because I, at least from my, you know, so to be honest, I'm just working off of, I don't know if any, well, Gavin hasn't, but Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Watch it. Um, in the later seasons, one of the characters that's introduced is Grand Admiral Thrawn. And he literally has the same, his credentials that are touted are literally uh, this guy's, 100%. He's an incredible um you know, he's the number one military strategist. He, like, is the, the best at, like, hand-to-hand -hand combat, and he understands, like, war, basically. He's, like, he was, from birth, studied war and, like, every aspect of it and how to, how to, how to win them. <laughs> and I think part of that comes not just from, like, knowing that you can handle any situation you're in, but, like you said, is sort of the chess game aspect of it, of being able to take all the pieces at your disposal in your army mm. and be like, all right, any general could just throw these soldiers out and into the front lines to greet them at the train and, like, probably get some result. But, like, I'm going to think a little bit more on that. I know that if I put X people here and Y people here, actually, like, this suits this this team's position better for, you know, whatever. Um, and part of that, I think, in terms of dealing with this team, because we have such varying degrees of, of um, power scaling, 
is probably uh, like to be honest, you know, and maybe this is you know just, but like pairing them up with uh, suitable matches, right? If we've got your whites and your Yuris, let's probably get some high rankers and you know some people who are in that class that if they, even if they can't beat them, at the very least separate them, right? Because if let's say the goal, Yuri's not well. Yuri isn't one of the targets as far as Jahaz order, right? Because she's they not just kill everyone in the hell train. Kill everyone on the hell train, but it was everybody like w- who had a ticket. So te- so Yuri okay. is not technically one of the targets. Or if they even knew she was on the train because she snuck on. Right. So it's like. So I guess my point is, if you're if someone like Yuri is a problem for you, that's a variable because it's like, whoa, she's like way you know that would be a problem for us to deal with in terms of strength. Get some high rankers, isolate her. And then go after your targets because, you know, you know what I mean? Bam and, you know, like Kuhn and company are strong and they have powers. But if he's got like Jahad's army at his disposal, like all it takes is put those rats in a small enough corner Mm -hmm. and like you've got them in a box. You can wait. You know what I mean? So it's like I I hope he has that level of, you know, again, harkening back to someone like Grand Admiral Thrawn, that level of of strategy where it's like I'm not just going to like run around here and, like, throw shit at them until they, like, maybe I hit them. It's like, no, I know what I'm doing. Everything I do, every place that I put somebody is all, like, working towards this one goal of getting Mm -hmm. us the victory. Yeah. Uh, Something I got to add. I could answer that question completely wrong. Um, (laughs) I literally explained why people would want to join his army, not why he joined the army. So just (laughs) that that is what I was going on. I was like, I thought you were saying Um, what kind of cheese is his favorite. (laughs) I'm totally sorry. You're you're insane, actually, at that. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't answer that correctly, but either way, I do agree with what you guys are saying. Another variable that I want to throw in there, which I'm curious to if he has a backup plan for, is Jinsung, because now he is heading towards said train station, and we know what kind of a tank Jinsung is. So not only did he plan for who's on the train, but possible, like, extremely high val- uh, variables in terms like who of... Would come I, I think that's like going to be the that's, real... That's, that's going to be the determining Yeah, I think that's going to be the real test of, like, is this guy up to snuff? Is like, yeah. hey, 38 variables just came in on my plan that I wasn't really expecting yeah. but i kind of it doesn't matter that i wasn't expecting because exactly. i was already expecting for something to go unexpected yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. so like i'm kind of ready for this we just have to pivot our plan yeah. and like utilize people you know like you were saying isolate find matchups or it's like this guy has this ability that just absorbs nuke fist that's all he can do but fuck it we're gonna use it you know what i mean just stand in front of <laughs> yuri and just eat it you know what i mean or like whatever right like stupid <laughs> shit like that like i'm curious yeah, yeah, to see yeah, yeah, what yeah. the tools yeah. at his disposal no, and for sure how, right. how he, works he is his final tool like jinsung comes up and then he like comes out like floating on his piano playing and he like looks at jinsung and he's like <laughs> mano e mano and they have like there's this well, epic fight he's, he's, not he's flying in midair and you know the bugs bunny meme where he's like this oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's just going ham Dude, on but, what, piano, if that, like, but what if that's like legitimately like his shinsu like his attacks like he hits a certain key and it's like it like blasts like a laser or something but no. the, yeah, that'd be <laughs> like if he plays a symphony it's like pew, pew, no we're definitely <laughs> gonna be bad way too hard on the piano that was no. literally just I was a about to say I'm a thousand percent sure the piano is straight flavor text like there that has zero relevance to his character or how he fights or anything in the story but you guys are like yo he played piano it's gotta be everything that's about no, to all I'm saying, City, all okay? I'm saying is on the creative or, uh, creative test in school you got a zero because we came up with a creative idea <laughs> of a beautiful piano instrument that could be played with lasers and explosions I just want when Dr. Bonehead 
inevitably voices this over or something like that. I just want that to be the thing where instead they just edit that meme in there where he's just going like absolutely <laughs> hammering the yeah. piano and they're sw- and they're going in circles and he's just <laughs> like through the sky and there's just lasers, yeah, like, there's just lasers like shooting out. Bro, we can make our own. SIU, hire us. We got you. We got you, fam. I'll do. I'll, I'll draw Comedic all the panels. parody. We're good. We got this. He'd probably look at us and be like, the amount of disrespect that these yeah. animals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to like summarize how offended I am at this video. Yeah, quite literally. I'd have to like kiss oh, you guys times. are like pissed all over my work. And it's like, I know what we do. Tad of love. We're professionals. Tad of love. We pee out of love. <laughs> oh my God, bro. Wild. Hope you guys enjoy it. But anyway, those are the questions that we have for you guys today and our answers to them. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought of these questions, how you might have answered them. If there's anything that you would like to add without spoiling anything, we are really going to read it. But beyond that, like the video, subscribe if you're new. I fucked up my plugs because I said comment first, and it threw the whole thing out of whack. But <laughs> subscribe, hit that notification bell, share with your friends, do all that. Uh, special shout out to our patrons, uh, especially our acolytes of anime. We have Stoic, we have Nathan, among many others in the other tiers wow. as well. Thank you very much. Love you all from the bottom of our hearts. We also have our comment of the day. Correct. Um, this one actually comes from Stoic. Blood Said acolyte. Yes, yeah, Blood Matter Grace. Uh, yeah, if you don't mind moving uh, it over for me. Yeah, I do mind. $5. No. Uh, so we had a question in our last discussion video. It was posed by Isaiah. Isaiah said, what was the name of Jihad's needle um, or thorn or whatever? Uh, so Stoic answered the question. Says, data, uh, data Jihad's needle is called Lacalicus. Lacalicus. Calcus, <laughs> a needle of war. And yes, it's named after a fish. Uh, yeah, Regalicus. It has three stages. Uh, Lacalicus, of course, uh, Colacanth, and Leviathan. So answer the question correctly. Just wanted to show some support and say that, hey, I watched your entire video. So that was, that was all that we need to do. Thank you very much for reaching out. Um, this week's okay. question is what? What do we got? Um... What is the signature technique that Jin Sung Ha teaches Bam? Great question. So, for anyone that has watched to the end of this video and wants to show their support, let us know that they watched till the end. Answer that question correctly in the comments down below and then write whatever your comment is, and we might just read it on our next TOG discussion. And Gavin had a oh thing yeah, going on. Oh, he's looking up the fish. But anyway, <laughs> I, I literally didn't look up the fish. I looked up the sword. I looked up Lakaith or uh, Licklicious, <laughs> and then immediately, <laughs> immediately, I went down to where it's like, yeah, it's named after the fish, Regalicious. And I'm like, I didn't even. I literally, I, it's all good. It's Fergalicious. Fergalicious Make them boys go. Loco. There you go. Oh my anyway, God. we're going to end it there. We have fun. Um, but until next time, folks, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you all on the flip. Peace. Later. Ninjas of samurais. Blaze of the kunais. Find me in the leaf of the cloud. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls, though. Who likes seeing parts fly?